0: All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we got Jill here. Hello. And I'm here, Joseph. And on the on the line, we got Mark Walker. Say hi. Hi. All right. So this is Mark Aaron Walker, and he's uh, one of our brothers. And we're just excited to be able to ask him a bunch of questions. And so these questions are are something that we we've sent out to our relatives, and hopefully, you know, they'll be able to respond to them and. More or less, this is this is what we have planned for the podcast.
1: Yes, and before we start, I want to I want to make a good news ritual of always asking something exciting that's just happened. So, Mark, what's something exciting or good news that you have this week?
2: Well, the good news I have is that Grace is going to get braces.
1: Oh <laughs> wow!
2: I don't know how excited she is about it, but <laughs> wow. As it is, that makes me excited.
0: Yeah, well, last week we talked about how Adele got her braces in, so.
1: Yeah, it was really painful for her, but she was being such a good sport about it. But that's exciting, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, what about you, Jill?
1: Okay, my exciting news this week is I got to go back to my mission this week, and it was so, 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 so good. So fun. Magical.
0: Yeah, um, I think my exciting thing for the week is that Scout has learned how to climb out of her crib, <laughs> and so now at 3 a.m., somebody opens up my bedroom door, and it's always quite the surprise, having a little kid. I This is, you know, this is our, Scout's our oldest, so this is the first for us. Oh, that is,
1: that's crazy.
2: And, and don't worry, it'll just continue on each, as each <laughs> kid gets old enough to do that the door just keeps opening and opening.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll start with the first question. Uh, First question is about your spouse. Tell us a little about them. How did you guys meet?
2: So I married Annie Ricks. Um, She is from Sugar City, which is right by Rexburg. Um, A very cold place, but where sweet things grow is what the sign says. She moved into... My ward. It was like the second semester before I graduated. And as I was driving back to school that semester, I was thinking to myself, like, I might not find my spouse at school. Like, if it doesn't happen right now, it'll happen in the Lord's timing. Like, don't stress about it. Don't need to freak out and ask somebody the first Sunday. And she came in with her roommates the first Sunday and sat. The row right in front of me, two seats down, and I was like, "Wow, she has a beautiful smile. I should ask her out." I'm like, no, I just said, but I just told myself, "No, I don't need to ask somebody else the first Sunday." Um, so I waited till the second Sunday.
1: Nice to ask her.
2: Out. Well, it was it was probably the day after the second Sunday, but it's kind of a long story, and we usually tell it together. So usually, I tell people. If you want to hear the story, bring over a treat and then me and Annie will tag team the story and hopefully you like it just as much as we do. But Annie uh, studied nursing in school and she got her bachelor's, finished her bachelor's online while I was in dental school and she uses her nursing school skills as we have six kids. And now that she homeschools, she's not only the school nurse, but also the school teacher as well. And she loves playing music. She can play the piano and the organ. She played the trumpet in her high school jazz band. And she also did drama. And so that's probably where my kids get their musical talents and their acting or impersonating talents.
1: Oh, that is so fun. I didn't know that you all are homeschooling but that's really cool and such a big feat with six kids wow. next question we want to hear about each kid so what's her name how old they are and what's going on in their lives
2: so abigail is 11 she's the oldest she's um kind of a natural born leader likes to be in charge and knowing what's going on and she also likes to get things done and do it well and be successful while she's doing it Um, she plays soccer and her soccer team won their championship for their age group this year so that was fun they've played together for a couple years and this year they finally were able to win it but sadly she had walking boot on for the last couple games so she wasn't able to play she was bouncing on the air blob at country cousins for grandpa's 97th birthday and kind of came down wrong and didn't break it but kind of pulled a tendon on the growth plate so this is the third time she's had a walking boot she jumped off a retaining wall when she was little onto the cement and then broke a little bone in her foot and then like a year later the foot was swollen again so we just put the boot on her again. But she's excited for when it gets to come off so she can go swimming and all the fun stuff and run around without the boot on. And then Grace is the next one. She's nine years old. Um, She's the one that's going to be getting braces soon. She's the peacemaker. She always likes to give up her idea of what needs to happen or the toy that she's playing with to help everybody be happy and get along. Um, She's a very creative soul, has a good ability to draw and doodle. And as we homeschool, she's often probably caught doodling more in her books than working, but she gets her work done too. She's a really good girl. She also has recently started doing a lot of character building like impersonating like she has this character janet who's a grandma that she likes to pretend to be but you can't ask her to do it she kind of has to just kind of come in doing it or she doesn't really like being the center of the attention so sometimes you'll just be at the dinner table and you will look up and she's making a funny face (laughs) and you know she sticks with her character and you never know who's going to show up for dinner at our house. So
1: well, That's so fun.
2: And then Benjamin, he is seven. And he holds the title as the best and the only brother right now. And he definitely is a boy and likes to teach his sisters. But he has a tender heart. He doesn't like to see anybody hurting. But he... Also, is kind of interesting. He's kind of a a thinker, to where he'll sit and ponder on, kind of tilt his head and look at something and study it out and try to figure out how it works. Like we were roasting marshmallows on a fire, and he went and filled a glass of water in a plastic cup and put it in the fire, or held it on his roasting stick over the fire until it, you know, the water came out, and then he went and got another one and he put it on and. Tell he could set the water down and let it boil, and the cup wouldn't burn. And I'm like, whoa! I never knew that could happen. But so then we we boiled our hot dog in his cup. We didn't eat it, but mm-hmm. he's definitely one that likes math and and science, and and so he's good to kind of balance out all the girls. Well, maybe not all the girls. We're still pretty girl-heavy in the family, but. It's good. And then next is Elizabeth, who goes by Lizzie. And she is six. And she knows what she likes in life and is determined to get it. She has a competitive side that served her well this soccer season. Her coach this year kind of taught him how to lean into the player that they're guarding and she thought that was the greatest thing ever being able to make contact with a person. And we, we try to tone it down a little bit, but she also really likes caring for anybody younger or smaller than her. She likes to take, take care of babies. She's always liked baby dolls. Um, She also likes giving gifts to her cousins. So she'll fill little paper bags full of, random small things that she finds. Sometimes they're her siblings things that she gives away to her, her cousins, but she finds joy in in helping and caring for people. And Ruth is three. She's a happy, smiley girl that likes to run around, even in church. Sometimes she, often will kind of sneak her way over to the door and then give you a sly little smile and then she's out the door and then you have to get out there and she's halfway down the hall running down the hall and then around the corner but then she must hide in classrooms because you walk around and our church kind of has a circle so you kind of make the loop once or twice before you can find her so we're not we're not uh too thrilled about that game she likes to play sometimes but she is a very active girl. She also kind of talks with a smile, and sometimes she'll kind of talk out of the side of her mouth with a smile and a small little voice, and it's just really cute. But she's a, a good girl. And last, we have Elaine, who is going to be turning one this, and I think in two weeks or one week. And she's a smiley baby. She doesn't have very many teeth, but just has two bottom teeth and has a big smile. But she doesn't know how to sleep very well. We're still working on that. But she kind of has this combination of a scroot crawl that she does, where she kind of crawls with her front hands a little bit, but then kind of scoots her foot forward. It's kind of, kids kind of call it a scrawl. But she's growing up fast. She's a good little girl. And that's our six kids.
0: That's a lot of kids. That sounds super fun.
2: Yep, it is.
0: Awesome.
1: I cannot believe that Elena's turning one.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess next, um, got a couple of, you know, we have lots of questions to get through. So where do you live?
2: So we live on the
0: West Valley side of Yakima. We
2: moved here in 2020 and we bought a house that has a lot of projects and we're kind of plugging our way through those. But we we like where we live. We're a little bit out of town and it's nice.
1: Sweet. And what are you doing in Yakima? What, what do you do to make a living?
2: So I'm a dentist at Creekside Dental in Yakima. And I was able to become a partner there. The two brothers that I work with are Packards. And the brother I knew before starting here was my bishop when we lived in Sela and then he became the stake president in the seal of stake, and that's how I knew him, and a couple months before I started working here, I'd run into him at the temple, and he kind of offered a spot, and so I started working here, and then they let me buy in, and so it's been really nice.
0: That's awesome. And uh, your favorite and least favorite thing about where you live?
2: So we like living close enough to visit family. We um, also like the variety in the weather where we have, you know, four seasons. It does get super hot in the summer, and it gets nice and cold in the winter. A lot of snow sometimes, but it's good. And we also like having the big yard where the kids can play and enjoy being outside, and we also like that we're not so close to our neighbors that if the kids are screaming outside or jumping on the trampoline, making a lot of noise, we're not too worried about it. And nobody's complained to us yet. So we like it.
0: It's good.
1: Awesome. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, I guess our question for our next question for you is what is the biggest thing that's happened for you all in the past year?
2: So this past year, um, we had Elaine, baby number six. So that was a highlight. And we, at the time, had had a basement flood the Christmas before she was born. And we were hoping to get the house put together. But just with the way insurance worked and trying to get everything coordinated, it didn't happen. So we were in the middle of having workers and construction projects going on but we finally got that mostly taken care of and get to start working on other house projects which is good for us it's good to have projects something to look forward to and work on
0: yeah which i guess ties into our next question what are some of the some of your upcoming goals
2: so we're hoping we can get cabinets into our basement um we also want to get maybe pour a cement pad for more space for the kids to ride bikes and sometime put a big, bigger fence in our backyard, maybe change some of the weeds to grass. A lot of house project goals. Um, other goals, I probably need to be more humble. Sometimes I feel like I get stuck on an idea and think that this is the way things need to happen and and maybe be more open to seeing other people's perspectives and, and finding ways to still do what I feel good doing without, you know, either offending or, you know, making situations harder for other people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I I love those goals, but I just, I have to add that, like, you literally are like, I know none of us are going to get offended when I say this because it's true, but you're literally like the nicest one of us all. So your goal is to be humble and see other people's perspectives. I feel like all my companions, I was always telling them, uh, that's Mark. He's the nice one. He's too nice. He's so nice. And you really are always thinking of others.
2: Well, thanks, but I... I think it was just recently I had mentioned to Annie, like, yeah, you were right about that. She's like, Oh, good. I'm glad you realized that. Aww. Well, I I think it's often like, uh, so for an example, like when I was working in Othello, it just wasn't working. And I kind of sometimes was getting frustrated with the situation and thinking like, all right, I need to sit down and give them like my ultimatum. Like, all right. I either need to be able to buy in or you need to sell me or, or I'm going to open up next door or, you know, all these options that would have just burned a lot of bridges and, you know, it weren't going to be a good end of the situation. And Annie was trying to tell me like, no, that's not a good idea. You should not do that. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And in my head, I knew I wasn't, but I didn't verbally like sometimes I don't verbalize, enough to her like yeah i think your plan's the right plan so that whole next day she was worried about oh is he gonna say this to his boss is he gonna i you know and i didn't and so when i came home she was relieved to find out that you know i didn't say everything i thought i was gonna say and it like there's situations when you think in your head like hey this is the right way to go about it and and looking back it's easier to kind of see like that wasn't going to be the right situation. The Lord had something else planned for me and maybe some situations don't work so that we are looking or we are open to other ideas. And so we had went to the temple after one of those days when I'm like, I have got to change jobs. Like I cannot work in Othello anymore. And, and it said, well, you know, hold on. We're pregnant with baby number five right now. Don't quit your job. Mm -hmm. But we um, went to the temple that next day. And that's when I ran into Bennett Packard um, and, you know, sat next to him. And he's like, hey, we should go to lunch afterwards. And so we went to lunch and I kind of explained our situation and where we're at. And in my head on the drive over, I was kind of like, if you offer me the job, I'm going to take it. And he didn't offer me a job and a month went by, but then he called and he's like, Hey, you know, I've just been thinking about you ever since we talked. And I, you know, we might be able to open up a spot for you. And so just kind of being open to those situations where, you know, you have a plan, you think this is the way it's going to go, but maybe the Lord has a better plan or maybe somebody else has a better plan. And you need to be open and ready for those those plans to work.
0: All right. Well, we'll we'll keep on going. We got lots of questions left to do. Um, Mark, what's your uh, favorite childhood memory or cousin memories?
2: So I love to go into Grandpa Jay's pond and being able to swim and kayak and just play with cousins, play football in the big grassy area. And there was just something magical about being able to be there, you know, in the afternoon and not feel like, there just wasn't really a care in the world. Like you could just, you felt safe there and you're able to watch the sunset go down as you're going off the rope swing falling into the super cold water and swimming out to the dock and just being able to have fun with cousins was a great, great time. And then there's always Priest Lake, being able to ride on the tubes with the cousins and see if you could hold on while you felt like the boat driver was trying to kill you all. But now it's kind of fun to see the nieces and nephews think the same thing as I'm driving, but I try not to I try to try to keep it fun but safe, but they might have a different different story but um another cousin experience or memory I do have to say thanks to like Julie and Amanda and Parker they were with me my high school years or growing up years, and during high school they started bringing a birthday cake over on my birthday and It was always super yummy they always remembered and i don't know if we ever returned the favor there was maybe once or twice we did it for somebody else but i kind of felt like they just all did it for me and i don't know why i don't know if it's just where the birthdays landed or what why it didn't happen for them too i i felt kind of bad about that but it was a good memory um
1: that is so sweet I, I love those. Um, I totally agree about the remembering the pond. Like I think we went out there every single day of the summer growing up, just always at the pond, always. Always just, that's where the time was spent. And I think also pre-slate tubing, I'm terrified. I can't think of a specific time with you driving, Mark, but I think George takes the cake for the scariest driver. So no matter what, I think you're better than George.
2: <laughs> well... At least I try not to injure people, but eh, there might be some times when people felt like they got a little bit too rough of red, but.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I don't like tipping. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. The next question we have is your favorite thing or the most memorable thing about a common ancestor we all have.
2: So I remember taking you know, a treat over to Grandma and Grandpa Walker's. And when they lived in town on Sunday afternoons, and we'd, Grandpa would cut up apples and we'd eat cheese with it, or he'd make root beer floats in his little blender or malt maker machine. And um, just Grandpa's, George's work ethic and always trying to do good work for those that he was working for. Um, for Jane Elaine Roylance coming to our ball games and cheering us on there was one time grandma lane came to a church softball game we had in Othello and I was kind of a one of the younger ones on the team but I remember we were getting beat really bad like the other team was almost going to 10 run us and so that was going to be the end of the game and grandma showed up and she asked what the score was and then you know she started cheering loud for us and she would she would whoop and say whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, how she used <laughs> to hoop and holler for us. And, and all of a sudden, like, our team started having a hitting streak. And she just kept cheering and cheering. And runs kept coming in and in. And she cheered us all the way on till we won. And, like, I could not believe how much it changed the game when she showed up. And that was kind of the way it was. You... you couldn't lose when grandma and grandpa were cheering for you. At least you never felt like you had lost because you knew that they loved you and that they were cheering for you.
0: Yeah, I feel like grandma, grandma Lane was always a really good cheerleader. Just even with sports or just anything that you're doing, she, she's always very positive.
1: That is so tender. That makes me want to cry. I love that story. That's so so cool. And I, I don't know why because me and you, Mark, aren't really close in age, but Like, you talking about Grandma and Grandpa Walker's house like that? I was like, yeah, I do remember that. I do remember going on a Sunday afternoon. I do remember root beer floats and the milkshakes and apples on a plate. Yeah, so that's so fun that we have a lot of the same memories, actually, which surprises me.
0: All right. Yeah. Mark, do you have any, uh, any advice for me? You know, data too. living in Othello. Or me. Or any advice that you have to, to give to Jill, going to school in Provo, single as a Pringle.
2: <laughs> um, uh, for Joseph, uh, the only thoughts I had were, you know, keep enjoying every stage of life, both for you and for your kids. As you get older, life just seems to go faster and faster. And it's easy to kind of get stuck into the thinking of like, oh, life will be better when... I hit this stage of life or like when I'm this financially secure or when I have, you know, this kind of reliable car or, you know, different things. But really we we are so blessed and we're, we can be happy in every situation that we are in and, and also being able to find the joy in, in your kids now having the experiences that you had growing up and realizing that, you know, it's now their time to kind of shine. Like I think there's a time when each of us kind of goes to pre slake and realizes like, Oh, it's not about me anymore. It's about making sure the kids have a good time. And, and it, it takes a little bit, but then it, it becomes super fun to see them, you know, laughing and, and enjoying their time with cousins. And it's, it's just a special time to be at and enjoy every moment. And Jill, you also are at a special time when the only person you really have to worry about is yourself and you get to work on things individually that you might not have time for in the future. Um, You know, not that you want to stay single forever, but it's a good time to kind of see what areas you can be growing to that be equally matched to somebody that you want to be matched with, you know, to help you reach your highest potential. Someone who brings out the best in you is probably the advice that I have for you.
1: So, Mark, tell us a funny story. This can be an old story, new story, any story that you have, a funny story.
2: So, one story I have is when I was playing at Julie's house, I was probably six or seven. And we were by our horse pen and I don't remember what we moved or something, but a mouse came out and I screamed, you know, just like a knee-jerk reaction. And Julie brought up to me that I screamed like a girl. And I I thought that was pretty embarrassing. And but it probably wasn't so embarrassing because I also learned to ride my ride a bike on her pink bike. And so we have a picture of that. So I probably have more girl evidence than just screaming like a girl. But
0: Oh man, she's just picking on you.
2: I know. I, I think it was for blackmail, future blackmail, but no. <laughs> no. Um another story. So we used to have the Roy Lentz reunions where we would have races and this one was when Mabel Royal was still alive and I we ran by age groups, and Parker was always in my age group, and he was always faster than me. And so, I thought this year, like, I'm gonna beat him, I'm gonna beat him. So, we started the race, and he started to get ahead of me. And so, I put my arm reaching out in front of him, trying to kind of hold him back. And I thought that was gonna work, but he still ended up one foot ahead of me. And I felt so guilty that the bubble gum that I got as a consolation prize, you know, didn't even taste good. I, I felt pretty bad. And I think to help me in that repentance process, my mom had taken a picture right at that moment of my arm in front of Parker. And that was the eight by 10 picture that was hung on our wall in the basement for several years while I was growing up. So I got to tell that story several times. As people would see it, and it was a good reminder that cheaters never prosper.
1: I wonder if Parker even remembers this at all. Like, at least little stories were like, "Oh, this is so embarrassing," or like, "Oh, I feel so bad." I'm sure it wasn't even. He still won. I don't think he even noticed. Well that is that's
2: funny.
0: All right, next question: If you had a podcast, what would it be about?
2: Um, It would probably be me interviewing Joseph and Jill and trying to figure out, no, um, <laughs> it'd probably be something kind of like, you know, relative race or something where people are meeting family or where they're doing simple acts of kindness that have a great effect on other people. Um, I don't know. I, I like stories where, you know, somebody falls, follows inspiration and then it turns out to have a great effect for good, or, you know, maybe even it brings a tear to your eye. I think I'd probably do something like that.
1: I love that. Yeah. I it just, this past week and getting go, to go back to LA and back to my mission, a lot of those tender little moments of like life-changing experiences that The person has no idea or it's just something small that's really affected me came back to my mind and I even made some new ones on my trip but that is a great podcast idea I totally I think that that would be very inspiring for sure well our last question for you Mark is just anything that you would like to share for all the cousins to hear
2: I would just say you know just know as a cousin you're part of something bigger you're part of a a big family that loves you and your ancestors love you. And we always want you to be a part of the family and part of our big family. And Mm -hmm. just that I love y'all.
1: And we love you, Mark. (laughs) Oh, thanks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks so much, Mark. We appreciate your time uh, filling out the, all the questions and letting us give you a call and work through all the all the recording issues and stuff that we have.
1: Yep. Good luck with all of your projects you have coming up and thanks for all the good advice.
0: No, thank you guys. That was good. It was,
2: it was a good experience to think of some of those memories and it was good.
0: All right. Perfect. Well, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good. Bye.